Welcome to PsalmsCast. Today is the 19th day of December 2020. I am Denise. Okay, guys, it's time to let out a big breath and to breathe in a bit of freedom as we lay down whatever burdens we have had before the Lord. Friends, a lot of stuff has gone kind of sideways this week. And many things just did not get done, and I often allow my flesh to rule my mouth and my thoughts, which is never a good situation. I love that the Lord invites us to confess our weaknesses, and He offers us forgiveness. How did you do this past week? If you have had a challenging week, the last psalm today is for you. I hope that it will bring you comfort, as it often does for me. Our five chapters today have us visiting Psalm 19, Psalm 49, Psalm 79, Psalm 109, and Psalm 139. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we're considering another chapter that prophesies the birth of Jesus hundreds of years before he was born. We are in Isaiah chapter 42. Let's take a brief moment just to center ourselves and invite the Lord to be the focus. Father, we come humbly into this place seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth. We are desperate for hope. We are looking to you for peace, and for joy. Open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have for us today. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 19, The Witness of Creation and Scripture A Psalm of David The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to their other end. Nothing is hidden from his heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold and sweeter than honey, dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is 
Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 49, Misplaced Trust and Wealth Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who inhabit the earth, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation brings understanding. I turn my ear to a parable. I explain my riddle with a liar. Why should I fear in times of trouble? The iniquity of my foes surrounds me. They trust in their wealth and boast of their abundant riches. Yet these cannot redeem a person or pay his ransom to God. Since the price of redeeming him is too costly, one should forever stop trying so that he may live forever and cannot see the pit. For one can see that the wise die, the foolish and stupid also pass away. Then they leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their permanent homes, their dwellings from generation to generation, though they have named estates after themselves. But despite his assets, mankind will not last. He is like the animals that perish. This is the way of those who are arrogant and of their followers who approve of their words. Like sheep, they are headed for Sheol. Death will shepherd them. The upright will rule over them in the morning, and their form will waste away in Sheol, far from their lofty abode. But God will redeem me from the power of Sheol, for he will take me. Do not be afraid when a person gets rich, when the wealth of his house increases. For when he dies, he will take nothing at all. His wealth will not follow him down. Though he blesses himself during his lifetime, and you are acclaimed when you do well for yourself, he will go to the generation of his ancestors. They will never see the light. Mankind with his assets, but without understanding, is like the animals that perish. Psalm 79, Faith Amid Confusion God, the nations have invaded your inheritance, desecrated your holy temple, and turned Jerusalem into ruins. They gave the corpses of your servants to the birds of the sky for food, the flesh of your faithful ones to the beasts of the earth. They poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury them. We have become an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. How long, Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy keep burning like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that don't call on your name. 
for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold past iniquities against us. Let your compassion come to us quickly, for we have become very weak. God of our salvation, help us for the glory of your name. Rescue us and atone for our sin, for your name's sake. Why should the nations ask, where is their God? Before our eyes, let vengeance for the shed blood of your servants be known among the nations. Let the groans of the prisoners reach you. According to your great power, preserve those condemned to die. Pay back sevenfold to our neighbors the reproach they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever. We will declare your praise from generation after generation. Psalm 109 Prayer Against an Enemy A Psalm of David God of my praise, do not be silent. For wicked and deceitful mouths open against me. They speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me. But I continue to pray. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked person over him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty, and let his prayer be counted as sin. Let his days be few, and let another take over his position. Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children wander as beggars, searching for food far from their demolished homes. Let a creditor seize all he has. Let strangers plunder what he has worked for. Let no one show him kindness, and let no one be gracious to his fatherless children. Let the line of his descendants be cut off. Let their name be blotted out in the next generation. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and do not let his mother's sin be blotted out. Let their sins always remain before the Lord. And let him remove all memory of them from the earth. For he did not think to show kindness, but pursued the suffering, needy, and brokenhearted, in order to bring them to death. He loved cursing. Let it fall on him. He took no delight in blessing. Let it be far from him. He wore cursing like his coat. Let it enter his body like water and go into his bones like oil. Let it be like a robe he wraps around himself, like a belt he always wears. Let this be the Lord's payment to my accusers, to those who speak evil against me. But you, Lord, my Lord, deal kindly with me for your name's sake, because your faithful love is good. Rescue me, for I am suffering and needy. My heart is wounded within me. I fade away like a lengthening shadow. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting and my body is emaciated. 
I have become an object of ridicule to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads in scorn. Help me, Lord my God. Save me according to your faithful love, so they may know that this is your hand and that you, Lord, have done it. Though they curse, you will bless. When they rise up, they will be put to shame, but your servant will rejoice. My accusers will be clothed with disgrace. They will wear their shame like a cloak. I will fervently thank the Lord with my mouth. I will praise him in the presence of many, for he stands at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who would condemn him. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 139, the all-knowing, ever-present God, a psalm of David. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol... You are there. If I fly on the wings of the dawn and settle down on the western horizon, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. God, if only you would kill the wicked. You bloodthirsty men, stay away from me, who invoke you deceitfully. Your enemies swear by you falsely. Lord, don't I hate those who hate you and detest those who rebel against you? I hate them with extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there are any offensive ways in me. Lead me in the everlasting way.
During the holiday seasons in years past, the days flew by as I strove to keep a lot of plates spinning, caring for my family, buying gifts, decorating, getting ready to travel halfway across the country to see family, and hold down a job. About this time through the month of December, I was just a mess. I was grumpy. Our house was a mess. My to-do list seemed to ever be increasing, and honestly, I was angry at my family for not realizing they could offer me some help if they would just open their eyes to see I was about ready to explode. Many years, I often did explode, and everyone walked around on eggshells until the storm passed. Not exactly the warm, loving holiday memories I wanted my children to have in their memory banks. (sighs) The truth is, they most likely would have offered to help if I had calmly admitted I was in way over my head and asked them to help in some tangible ways. I just, for some reason, was prideful and wanted to be a supermom. Dumb, really dumb. And I also was focusing on the outward stuff instead of looking to the Lord for how He would have me live into each holiday season. Did we really need to travel this year? Did we really need to do all this mammoth gift exchange with all these people every year? Could the kids take turns making meals a couple days each week? and do cleanup on the days that I needed to cook? This year has added to the stress because everything is so different, and so many of us are experiencing a level of an uncertain future as we have never done before. As a result, our family is doing a lot less. There will still be a boatload of activities happening, but the Lord has been setting the pace which does not leave me hating this season and this month. This is such an amazing blessing for me and for our marriage. As my husband has taught my sons, happy wife, happy life. Yes, our house is still messy because I have a lot of projects happening, but none of them have a firm drop-dead date. Things are flexible. It is nice, and I am rejoicing in just seeking the Lord for each day's activities and tasks. The other day, I learned a very important truth from my technology son. The battery on the MacBook seemed to have a problem. It was gobbled up while working on each day's podcast. Seriously, I've had this computer for less than a year, so I would have expected the battery life to be pretty much what the specs stated. Yet, often before I completed a podcast, I'd have to go to get a power source or the computer would just power off, which honestly is annoying and inconvenient. He gave his wife a MacBook for Christmas a little bit early. So I asked him, should I contact Apple about my battery issue? Oh, My son knows me so well. The first words out of his mouth were, Mom, how many tabs do you have open? 
And which browsers are you using? I admit it, probably too many. He asked if I was using the Chrome browser, which I did use, especially for uploading the podcast to the platform, as well as sending it to all the different social media platforms. My son said my problem was not a product problem. It was a user error. My choices and decisions of how I was using the product was handicapping and overloading the battery's resources, and my son told me how to fix the problem. When we got home, the first thing I did was check on which browsers I had open and active on my computer. I had two, Brave and Chrome. Brave had about 15 tabs open. Chrome had about 20 tabs open because I'd been doing some digging into different sources and was moving back and forth between them. Honestly, I was not thrilled with his advice to ditch Chrome because that browser is the one I use across my desktop, laptop, iPad, and phone. It is very useful in that way. Yet, if it is a battery burner, I need it to make a decision to work smarter. So Chrome got sidelined until the podcast was 100% complete. Then, and only then, did I open Chrome browser for a couple of minutes to perform the necessary tasks to cast the Psalms out into the airwaves for Holy Spirit to distribute as He sees fit every day. And friends, the battery problem is no longer a problem. It truly was a user error. And this user needed to make a decision to follow the wise advice of the expert or to do whatever seemed best and most comfortable for her. Our choices, our decisions really can and do make a difference in outcomes. As I reflected on this December in the light of past Decembers, I realized that I often did have way too many tabs open and was using applications that literally did suck the energy out of me. And when I was not plugged in to the source of peace, joy, and hope, everything just went haywire. Father God, your word is so faithful and so true. It is the one source of truth that each of us can look to with confidence because your word is alive and active. When it is your Holy Spirit that is instructing us and leading us, your word serves as a reliable filter through which we can look at the happenings that are going down in the world. Your word today has also imparted to each of us listening right now how precious you view each one of us, how much you are invested into each of our lives. You didn't just cast us out into this world. You have a purpose and a plan for each person's life who is listening to the sound of my voice, which is so amazing It actually is mind-boggling, but then you are God Most High, and all things are possible for you. Thank you, Daddy God, for this day before us, and thank you for all the mercies and grace that you have bestowed on us this week. Lord, 
You see what is happening in each of our lives. You know our thoughts. You know those situations that are pressing us down and have caused us to despair, to worry, and to stress over. I humbly ask audaciously for all those listening that you would invite them personally into a new level of intimacy with you so that each of them would hear your words of truth, freedom, and love raining down whenever they are being oppressed by the cares of this temporary place. Remind them how precious, how wonderful, and how loved they are by you, the living God. Thank you, Father, for making it possible for us to come to you as Daddy God through Jesus. Thank you for adopting us into your forever family. I ask that you would continue the work that you have begun in each one of us. We are hungry. We are thirsty for you and you alone, God. Enable us to fully know, to fully comprehend, and to fully receive all that you're placing before us today. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now for those who desire to go deeper in God's Word, at the very end of the podcast today, we're in Isaiah 42, listening and considering another prophecy of the coming Messiah. How amazing it is that God is so faithful to do all that He said that He would do. This is how each of us can know with certainty that Jesus is returning. Soon, friends, very soon. Today, we are one day closer to Jesus' return here on earth. If you would like to connect, to ask questions, to make comments, to ask for prayer for yourself or someone you know, or to request a Bible of your own, I invite you to call or text if you're in the United States. The number is 470-240-1509. If you're outside the United States, I encourage you to use WhatsApp, which is a free program. It's like a texting program, and that number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. That's it for today, guys. I'm Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And Lord willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Isaiah chapter 42. Yesterday we journeyed through the chapter of the Bible where God first revealed that He would send His Son into the earth to redeem mankind for all who would accept him. That chapter was right in the front of the Bible, and this led me to search God's word for other chapters that prophesied Jesus coming as the Messiah, which is why we are checking out today's chapter here in Isaiah. So as I read, simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention that that is important for you to know today. He'll unpack it for you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life.
Isaiah chapter 42, The Servant's Mission This is my servant. I strengthen him. This is my chosen one. I delight in him. I put my spirit on him. He will bring justice to the nations. He will not cry out or shout or make his voice heard in the street. He will not break a bruised reed. He will not put out a smoldering wick. He will faithfully bring justice. He will not grow weak or be discouraged until he has established justice on earth. The coasts and islands will wait for his instruction. This is what God, the Lord, says, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I am the Lord. I have called you for a righteous purpose, and I will hold you by your hand. I will watch over you, and I will appoint you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the nations, in order to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon, and those sitting in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. The past events have indeed happened. Now I declare new events. I announce them to you before they occur. A song of praise. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing His praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the seas with all that fills it, you coasts and islands with your inhabitants, let the desert and its cities shout. The settlements where Kedar dwells cry aloud. Let the inhabitants of Selah sing for joy. Let them cry out from the mountaintops. Let them give glory to the Lord and declare His praise in the coasts and islands. The Lord advances like a warrior. He stirs up his zeal like a soldier. He shouts. He roars aloud. He prevails over his enemies. I have kept silent from ages past. I have been quiet and restrained myself. But now I will groan like a woman in labor, gasping breathlessly. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up marshes. I will lead the blind by the way they did not know. I will guide them on paths they have not known. I will turn darkness to light in front of them and rough places into level ground. This is what I will do for them, and I will not abandon them. They will be turned back and utterly ashamed, those who trust in Those who trust in an idol and say to a cast image, You are our gods. Israel's blindness and deafness. Listen, you deaf. Look, you blind, so that you may see. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf like my messenger I am sending? Who is blind like my dedicated one? Or blind like the servant of the Lord? Though seeing many things, you pay no attention. Though his ears are open, he does not listen. 
Because of his righteousness, the Lord was pleased to magnify his instruction and make it glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in holes or imprisoned in dungeons. They have become plunder with no one to rescue them and loot with no one saying, Give it back. Who among you will hear this? Let him listen and obey in the future. Who gave Jacob to the robber and Israel to the plunders? Was it not the Lord? Have we not sinned against him? They are not willing to walk in his ways, and they would not listen to his instruction. So he poured out his furious anger and the power of war on Jacob. It surrounded him with fire, but he did not know it. It burned him, but he did not take it to heart. This is a very powerful chapter because it clearly states that the Lord God was sending us a Redeemer, that it is a glorious experience that He, the Redeemer, will deliver to those who had not known the mercy and grace of the living God, and that how those who had been entrusted with the truth of God had become totally blind and totally deaf to what God was going to do and what God was sending into the world. Oh, that you and I could learn, listen, and understand that God is on the move yet once again, and that we would be looking, we would be watching and waiting, and be found faithful when Jesus returns.